Hey there, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. Morning, everybody. Really good. A few weeks ago, I, I preached here on a topic called uh, return, rebuild, reset. Does anybody remember that? Uh, please remember, otherwise I've got to do the whole thing before I preach the new one. So let me ask again. Anybody remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah right, okay. Well, I don't need to preach that again. That's really good. Uh, but I talked about, uh, the, in the Old Testament, how they moved from Babylon and moved back to Jerusalem and to start life again. And I was encouraging people to return to God, to rebuild and reset their lives again. And uh, I, I thought, yeah, we've done that, but I, there was something, I only preached half the message. I got too carried away. So you've got part two today, and I want to talk about us rebuilding the altar of God. Returning is really important. We talked about the repair shop and coming back and asking the the maker, the craftsman, the master craftsman to repair us again. But there is something that we have to do both individually and corporately, and that is to rebuild the altar. Now, that is a strange language for us, but I'm going to unpack that just for a few minutes to help us understand what it means to rebuild the altar to God in our lives. And I've called this a place of altering and a price of altering. A place of altering and a price of altering. Now what was interesting in the passage that I spoke on last time is they came back to a broken down city and the first thing they built was not the walls. The first thing they built was not the gates. The first thing they built was not their houses. The first thing they built was not the temple. The first thing they built was the altar. Now this is crazy, you've got to get this in some kind of context. This is like you deciding to build your own house and plumbing in the bath first. You plumb in the bath, then you build the bathroom, then you build the house, and then you build everything else. That, that's a crazy approach, isn't it? Nobody does that. <laughs> Nobody's sitting in their garden with a plumbed-in bath, going, oh, scrubbing away, like, like oh, what are you doing? Like, nobody builds the bath first. But in God's world, it's a different way of thinking. He says you start with the altar first, before you decorate the bathroom, before you build the house, before you build the walls and the gate. It's an issue of your heart. God always starts with your heart. Always has done, always will do. He will start with your heart. He will bring us to a place of the altar or bring us to a place of altering. Because he wants to start with the heart. People look at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. He looks at your heart today. And he wants to give you a chance, wherever you are, to start with the issues of your heart, even today. 
If you go back in 1 Kings chapter 18, this is a story where the country is in crisis. Sound familiar? That there is uh, an element, there's drought in the country. There is no water anywhere. And, And people are literally dying in this place. And it comes to a place of, of in those times, they, 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 were, they were worshipping a god called Baal. And there was a prophet called Elijah who was encouraging the country to return to a place of worship of God. And it became, it's like a movie, it came down to a, a dance-off or an altar-off or a sacrifice-off where the prophets of Baal are on one side of a mountain and God's prophet Elijah is on the other side. And they simply said, you're going to build an altar and then put a sacrifice on it and then we are going to ask the God, the true God, to send a fire down upon that altar. You can read it for yourself, as the prophets of Baal tried everything to do this. And then it brings us to 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 30. It says this, Then Elijah said to all the people, Come to me, come here to me. They came to him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which was in ruins. On the side of a mountain, not in a temple, not in a church, on the side of a mountain, in the middle of a crisis, he rebuilt and repaired the altar of the Lord. It says there, verse 33, cut the ball into pieces and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, fill four large jars with water and pour it on the offering on the wood. Do it again, he said, and they did it again. Do it a third time, he ordered, and they did it a third time. The water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. At the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, let it be known today that you are the God of Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. Just pause for a moment. You're in a crisis you can't see where you're going. Everything's oppressing. And your, your natural instinct is to fight back. Elijah repaired the altar. Boom. And turned his eyes to heaven. He says, now God, will you show your power right now? This is a lesson for every single one of us in every walk of life, for whatever challenge we're in. The lesson number one is repair your altar. Repair your altar. Repair your altar. The first thing, not the walls, not the gates, not the house. Don't get yourself comfortable. Come back to God and put that altar back together again and start to build something again that says, God, I need you to come into my life right now. 
God desires a relationship with you. He desires a place to meet with you. And the place he'll meet with you is the place where you build your altar. Now in the Old Testament, that was a physical thing. What does that mean today? It's funny you ask that. So I'm going to answer that question. What does it mean for us to build an altar today? Come here to me, said Elijah, and he repaired the altar of the Lord. The first thing you must learn is this. Build with what you have, not what you don't have. The amount of people who say this to me, they say, I'd be a follower of Christ, I'd be a Christian, I'd come to church, but I've got to sort a few things out first. I've got to get this sorted out. When I become a better person, when I've sorted out my debt, when I've sorted out my relationship, when I've got this sorted out, and when I've got that sorted out, then I will start to consider that is a load of baloney. When I've got something that I'm proud of, that I can bring, that I can say, look what I've got to offer, then I'll start to build that relationship with God, to build that altar with God. That is a lie. Build with what you have. And I suggest to you, the first thing we need to build with is this, our pride. But that's not a good thing, is it? But it's what you've got. You come to God with your pride. There is only one way to come towards Jesus, and that is with humility. You can't come and go, hey, I've got my stuff together. You've got to come on your knees. Denzel Washington said this, before you get into bed, push your slippers under the bed. That way, in the morning, while you're on your knees reaching for them, say your prayers. I like that. There's only one way to approach Jesus. And that's humbly. This juxtaposition of like, I'm too proud to do something. I'll get it all sorted. And the very thing that is the first brick you need to lay on the altar is the same thing. I come to God with my pride. You see... At the foot of the cross is where we all find our equality. At the foot of the cross, it doesn't matter how much money you earn. God's not interested in your bank account. And the poor don't get special deals. Rich and poor, we all kneel at the foot of the cross is to do with our humility our identity as well there's no special deals on gender religion or nationality it says in 1 Corinthians we are all baptised by one spirit into one body whether Jews or Greeks slave or free and we were all given to one spirit to drink in other words whatever you whatever you think you own whatever you think is the rights of your identity have to be laid down when you kneel at the foot of the cross. But I'm a good person. 
There's no star chart in heaven. God hasn't got a star chart on the fridge where he's put in, well done, well done. When you've collected ten, you can have a trip to Alton Towers. <laughs> There's no star chart in heaven. Your good works aren't going to get you there. You have to come humbly and kneel at the foot of the cross. Our pride is the first stone of our altar. And that makes us all equal, right? Then we have, oh, this is a good one, our past. If you knew what I'd done, well, he does, actually. Just a few years ago, uh, in my office just behind here, a man came to see me. He said, uh, I'm not sure you're going to allow me to come to your church. I can tell you the story because he's, uh, he's talked about this test me publicly. I said, what do you mean? He said, I, I don't think I'm good enough to come to your church and I need to level with you. I said, well, what, you, what are you talking about? He said, uh, I killed another man. I've gone to prison for it and I served for 14, I think something like 14 years. Didn't mean to do it, I got angry. And he's welling up because in his mind, this question will mean whether he's allowed in this room or not. I stood up and I walked across the room. I said, stand up my friend. And I hugged him. I said, there's a place in this front room for you in this house. See, sometimes our past stops us building the altar. We think what we've done means we're disqualified. And you need to bring your past as part of building the altar. Stop using it as an excuse. Use it as a building block. And saying, it's all I've got. I'm not very proud of it. But we could flip this the other way around. I, I remember a time like, uh, oh, I've, oh, I wish I could tell you. I have some amazing stories. I, I remember a time when I was in a band. And we were in a van in this band. And we were driving to a concert. And we were going to tell people about Jesus in this concert. I, I must have been about 18 or 19 at the time. And it was an old prison van that we were driving in. And it broke down on the M11. I, and we were, none of us knew anything about cars whatsoever. I distinctly remember opening the bonnet and pulling out the dipstick. And putting it back in again and saying, give that a go. I, I clearly had no idea about what was going on whatsoever. And then one of my friends said, let's pray for the van. And I'm like, you're, I was about to say, you're an idiot. And everybody went, no, that's a great idea. And I've got to be honest, I was really embarrassed. Right? The M11s, and I was leaning against the van like this, nonchalantly, and shut this eye. That way everybody thought I was praying and everybody driving past thought, there's a young man leaning against the van. <laughs> Had both bases covered. We prayed for the van. Bonnet shot, jumped into the van 
And the van started. We drove to the concert. We told everybody, God started our van. We got home that night, went to church the next day, got into church. Anybody got a testimony? Oh, yeah, God started our van. Right. Prayer meeting on Monday, God started our vans. Anybody got a testimony except you, Simon? Anybody? Like, God started our van. I'd like for the next. In fact, well, here we are 30 years later. Still telling the story. Sometimes we've got to leave our past behind because God's got a new thing for us. And we're not building an altar to to worship Jesus. We're building an altar to worship the stories of the past. God's not in... God loves those stories, but he has new stories for us. And sometimes when we're building the altar, we've got to come with not just the good stuff, the bad stuff, and say, that was good, but I believe there's something new that's going to happen for me. And then we have our, our passions. Our passions. Galatians 5, verse 24 says, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. See, these are things we care about. These are things we dream about. Years ago, I remember telling God I wanted to travel the world. God listened. And then I gave up my job. And it felt like I couldn't even get out of Dagenham. That's where I used to live. Years later, I'm sitting on a lake watching the mist come off the water. It's six o'clock in the morning and it's already warm. I've got my Bible open and I'm praying. And a chipmunk came running around like that and stopped and looked at me. As the sun was rising and the mist was rising on the hills of Massachusetts, God whispered to me, Do you remember you wanted to travel the world? I went, Yeah. Where are you now? I went, Oh, yeah. (laughs) But unless a kernel of wheat or unless a seed goes into the ground and dies, it will not produce any fruit. So the passions, your desires, also have to go on the altar because they need to die. Otherwise, your passion will produce one seed. If you allow his passions, if you allow your passions to die in his will, he produces something much, much bigger. But you've got to build the altar. Build the altar. You've got to build it God's way. You can't just build any old altar. Think about the Ten Commandments. Remember what Jesus said. He said to love other people. To love God. To love other people as you love yourself. These are God's standards that we need to operate by. And then the last thing you have to do is bring a sacrifice. Now I thought about bringing a a bull in today and uh, (laughs) just showing you how it all worked in the Old Testament. But... 
That's as far as it went. Just a thought. That was a silly thought. The thing I noticed when they built this altar, they poured water over the altar. And I thought, what would be more expensive than gold in a time of extreme drought? Not just once. Not just twice. Three times poured water onto the offering, onto the altar. In other words, it's not cheap. There's a place of altering and there's a price for altering. Want to be a follower of Christ? This isn't some kind of whim. It costs. It costs. There's no two ways about it. The Old Testament, they said, don't bring a manky old you for an offering. Don't bring a crippled old cow. Bring your best. Bring your best. And when you come to the altar, when you come to God, just say, I know this is going to cost me, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. Now, in the Old Testament, they used animals. In the New Testament, we use humans. No, we're not going to sacrifice someone. <laughs> Stu, could you come up here? Just help me, please. This could get interesting. And uh, someone bring me a sword. <laughs> if, if you just stand there. Right, just before we do anything, what does it say in Romans chapter 12? It says, therefore, I urge you, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. So once we've built our altar, we are the ones who lay on it. Stu, could you somehow manoeuvre yourself with your broken arm? (laughs) I haven't really thought this through totally. There you go, that's good. Uh, All right, that's good. Should I bring that in a bit closer? There you go, that's all right, that's all right. Make sure your altar's comfortable, by the way. But I want to give you this picture. We build with what we have. And then we lay ourselves on this altar. We offer ourselves to God. In other words, we're saying, I'm not sure what I could do in my life. But if I give it to you, it now becomes for you to do what you can with my life. Now, just stand up a minute, Stu. We'll do this one more time. The trouble is... When we know these things are going to happen, we start to panic a little bit. And we start to go, oh, oh I'll, I'll t- just before I get on the altar, I'll, t- I'll take my watch off. Mm. Right? Because I don't mind serving Jesus, but I, it's, my t- it's my time. And the only thing that goes on the altar, anything on the altar is given to God. Anything you take off before you get on the altar. So, so just, let's just put that. Then, then we have like, um, got any keys? Yeah, keys like... Uh, yeah, keys. Like, uh, I don't mind serving you, Jesus, as long as it's my house, it's my car, I've got my things. And then your wallet as well. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm just seeing what else you get. A phone, yeah. Your trousers. No, 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 no. <laughs> and there's a danger we get on the altar and we're trying to do a deal with God. I'm trying to hang on to certain things. 
But this is my advice to you. Scoop up everything. Scoop it all up, Stu. Come to the altar with your pride, your past and your passions and say, God, I offer myself to you today and allow the fire of the Holy Spirit to fall on you. Fire of the Holy Spirit to fall. Can you see the humility here? Who's in control? Who's in control? Online church. Can you see this? This is what Jesus did in the garden as he wrestled, wrestled with this thought that he was going to die. He looked up to heaven and said, could you take this cup away from me? This is too painful. And then he turned to heaven. He said, God, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Can you see how Jesus didn't just die on a cross? He sacrificed himself and in doing so took your sin my sin and gave us purpose and all he asks is in what your circumstances to build an altar to lay on that altar and say here I am God I'm here to serve you I'm here to serve you I'm here to serve you There's a place of altering and there's a price of altering. Can we just pray for a moment? Thank you, Stu. We're out of time, so it's a very simple response today. God, I, I'm going to build my altar with my past, my pride and my passions. And I'm going to give myself to you today. Whether it's the first time or the hundredth time I'm already standing if you want to lay your life as a sacrifice and build your altar to God would you stand with me now please right across this room just raise your hands to heaven where you are say this is what I've got Lord this is all I've got some stuff I'm proud of and some stuff I'm not proud of but I'm going to build my altar today. And I believe that as I lay on that, and what will you take what I've got? And Father, you see every person in the room, and I ask you now, let your fire fall from heaven. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Transform us. Change us. Renew us. From the inside out. In the name of Jesus.